You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast, hosted by myself, Coraline Jewell. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I have a really exciting guest on today. So before we get started there, we always do our shout outs. First of all, it's to Skyhawk After Dark Radio. Thank you for having us on your network. And Full Swap Radio is now airing us on their network as well. And of course, you guys can hear us on Apple iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, Of course, our website and YouTube. Most important, if you like the show, please go star it rate it rate 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 put a comment down that helps us move up that helps us get more sponsors and that helps us keep sharing with you guys information on the adult industry as well as the swinger lifestyle poly bdsm and so on and then we've got a couple new sponsors on we've got a new lifestyle swingers um app called play love and that's on our website and you can click on there right now you can get a free membership still so take advantage of that we've also got cassidy ka S-I-D-I-E and S-D-C and Lifestyle Lounge. They are also Lifestyle Swinger sites. You guys can get 30-day free trial by clicking on the link. We've got Schizo Kitty Adult Store out in Palm Springs area that offers a discount as well as uh, Teddy Love Official in New York is also an adult store. So anytime you go to our website, Hanky Panky Podcast, H-A-N-K-I-E P-A-N-K-I-E podcast.com, you click on any of our sponsors and you will be able to uh, take advantage just some of the discount offers that we've offered for our listeners. Okay, enough of the boring stuff. We are ready to rock and roll. And my guest today is an absolute honor and an absolute treat to have her on the show. She's going to teach me a lot about the adult industry because some of you guys know, some of you don't know, I was in the industry. I'm still in the industry, but I didn't get in until I was 35 years old. So all these things we hear about, like the golden era of porn, and we hear about 42nd Street and Plato's Retreat, that's all like gibberish to me. I knew nothing about it. So I'm starting to learn and I'd like you guys to give a warm welcome to Mickey Lynn. Hello, Mickey. Thank you for joining. Hey there, sweet girl. How are you doing? Nice I'm, to meet you. Nice and to your, meet you as well. <laughs> okay. And your fellow uh, podcast listeners? My fellow podcast listeners are going to be stoked to hear what you have to share today because I think Definitely. you're going to be able to not only share a lot of knowledge on what it was like in the industry back in the 90s, but also I also always get emails from new talent that are coming in and they always want to know how do they protect themselves safety wise uh what are the new testing standards how do they find an agent do they still need an agent and so on and life's changed a lot life's changed a lot since uh you know the 90s when it really was important to have an agent so we're gonna get rocking and rolling you ready yes (laughs) okay so i know you live in florida now where were you born I was born in Englewood, New Jersey. In New Jersey. And did you spend your like school, grow up there? You- yes, I lived there. I lived in New Jersey until 2004. 2004. Okay. Um, any siblings? Yes, I have four siblings. I'm oh, the wow. Oldest. I'm fi- there's five of us, but I'm the oldest out of uh, them. But I have four younger ones. Four younger ones. Boys, girls, or... I have a brother and three sisters. Okay. And then your parents, did you guys grow up in a pretty good household? Mom, dad, married the whole time? Yep. We were, we were, yes, we were all structured. Um, I mean, we moved around a lot, but other than that, no, we were, we were all structured. We were all together. Um, we had no problems. Okay. Cause I always try to reiterate and That's part of what our podcast is about is that there's so many misconceptions that someone who enters the adult industry came from a sexually abused home or a single parent home or drugs and stuff like that. So we're trying to show people that that's not 
always the case and most of the time it's not the case um so let's see okay so born in born in new jersey raised there and then um i show you got graduated from high school and then got into the adult industry at the age of 19 correct actually i got into the business at the age of 18 18 um yes and what happened was i was in the city and i was walking past show world and it just intrigued me and that's where i started so can you tell my listeners a little bit about show world which was located on 42nd street what was show world uh how did you get in there was it a store what was it well there were actually there were two stores there was one called video world and there was one called show world and show world was more of the bigger you had to work your way to get there so i started in show world okay um which is the same concept as as show world um but show world is is you do like private shows where there's like a glass between you and the customer. They go in, they put tokens, uh, you perform a show. It's kind of okay. like webcam, but in person. Okay. Um, and they buy tokens and it's like three, $5 for three minutes. The curtain goes up, the guy, you know, tips you for whatever he wants to see. And then they also had like a, a roundabout stage where the girl went in and the guys had little little uh, rooms around the stage. And then what they would do is they would put quarters in and that the, the again, the, the, the motorized curtain would go up and they would tip you if you went over there, they tip you through the little tip hole. Okay, so in other words, it was one of those, I think I've heard about this, you want more time, they have to get more time by putting in more tokens. Exactly. Okay, they could not touch you, right? No, there was no, no, not over there at Show World. Now, I know there were other places, but not there in Show World. And then was there anything when you got hired that was off limits, like um, request wise, what were you allowed to do, not allowed to do? Uh, basically it was a very straightforward business oriented, uh, establishment. Uh, you back then I didn't know anything about escorting or going okay. out or meeting anybody out there. So that was never the case. So you were just to stay in, leave, do your business and go home. Okay. So it would be anything from like a masturbation show, a striptease show. Did, yes, were you allowed exactly. to have, Build you up. were allowed to have toys in there. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. And then if they asked, could they hear you? Oh, yes. They had a phone. They used to they used to bring the phone up to their ear and then they would talk to you. This is so cool. So they could hear you. Now, what about if they ever requested some kind of role play that you felt was not okay? Like um pretend to be a child or something like that. Uh I've never had that, so I got lucky, but you, okay. you said that's not what you did or you weren't into. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so then from there, the next thing that I read in your bio was that you were allowed to now take, you asked some of the girls, like, what goes on upstairs? You talk about an upstairs. Uh, yes, there was what was called the Triple Treat Theater. And okay. upstairs was a stage. It had no walls. And they would have featured dancers come in once a week. And... Um, they would dance up there. And that's where I met like Alicia Rio, uh, Laurel Canyon, uh, Kastara Knight, Keisha. Okay. Um, and all those. And then, you know, I asked them how they became features. And they had said, well, you know, you got to go out to California to become a porn star in order to do all this. So that's how that led to that. Okay, so now when the girls are on stage and they are performing, is it just like a strip club is now? They are dancing. Are they fully nude? Yes, yes. It's, um, they do toy shoot. They do. They can do toy shows. Oh, okay. Um, they get. They have like. They have like four sessions of three songs, and then they go up there and they dance. Um, and basically, that's how that that was. And could any customer go up there and watch, or was there a higher fee to go up there? How did that work? Um, yes, they had to pay a separate entrance fee. I think it was like ten dollars to go in, and they'd go up to the third floor. I guess that's why they called it because it was three levels. Okay, so it was the first floor, second floor, and the third floor, and ends the third triple treat theater. <laughs> When the gentleman would tip, was it just like it is today where they throw money on the stage because now there's no wall or how would that work? Um, you can come down and grab the money or they can hand it to you. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And what about like we have today where they can book a private lap dance? Was that an option then? No, that was not an option there. Not at that location. Option. Not at that location. 
Okay. I don't think lap dances started until the late 90s. Okay. All right. So not until the late 90s. And then, okay, so then these girls tell you you need to go out to California. And then you talk about meeting agent Jim. You talk about meeting Jim Smith. And walking Jim South. Jim yeah, South, Jim sorry. South. And you walked it's in okay. there. And you walked in there and you said there was a bunch of people in there applying to be with an with his agency. Yeah, I walked in there. I had just drove cross country and I was broke. I walked in there and took Polaroids and got me my first job that day. That was crazy. I couldn't believe that when I read that. That first yes. day you had your first shoot. Now I'm going to rewind for a second. When did you <clears throat> tell your parents or your siblings or did you ever, uh, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is why I'm going to California. No, they never, I never told them because I was 18. They had found out through a, a, a friend that I went to school. And don't forget, uh, it's it was different than now is... The, I did magazines and I did box covers. So my face was out there. So like my brother's friends would find them. And and then at one point, uh, my uncle had walked into Show World oh, once when I was there. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually it was Video World before I was at Show World. And okay. I had to like hide. So they found out on their own. I never told them. And reaction from them. They were very, very upset. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I told them that I was 18 years old and it was nothing that they've done. It's just something that I wanted to do that I enjoyed entertaining. And I mean, they didn't speak to me for a little while because they were upset like any parent would be. Mm -hmm. But they knew eventually that it was a job and I was responsible and I knew what I was doing. It wasn't like I was being forced to do it. Right, right. I mean, I went through the exact same thing. I also didn't tell my family. And then my sister found at the, you know, for, for me, it was my sister found my Instagram account and okay. she was 19, 20 years old. But instead of coming to me, she went to my brother who was like 30. And then they went to my dad who came to me and said, like, I can't believe you've made these options, these choices, et cetera. So it's a difficult thing when your parents find out, you know? Yeah. But yeah. um, so now here we are years later, relationship with your siblings. Oh, I have, a, I have my family. I have an excellent relationship with all my family members excellent. now. Yeah. It was just the initial shock of, oh my God. Our 18 year old daughter's doing this. Our daughter's doing this. They never thought I'd do it. Um, I never gave them any, I was never a problem child. I never got in trouble in school. I never had, you know, so it was like out of the ordinary. So growing up during school, what did you originally like say, like when I grow up, I want to be this or I want to work in this. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be like a midwife. I wanted to deliver babies. And, oh, Yeah. And I found out that, you know, with babies, sometimes they're born stillborn or they're sick or they're, and I, I'm a very heart person, so I couldn't handle that. So I was okay. like, mm, I don't think I could handle that. Let's see what happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So then you come out to California, you sign with Jim South, uh, you start shooting in California, right? Yes. And you talk about, and this is really interesting to me, you talk about your first anal scene uh, okay. where you actually never did anal in your personal life. Now that is a big like risk to walk in going, okay, I can do this. How did that go? <laughs> well, see here back then in the day, you had control of who you worked for. So you knew the sizes of the guys and you knew who they were and you've worked with them. So what I would do was, is I would work with them regularly first and okay. then see how they were and then go ahead and do the anal um, and trusted them. It was a lot of trust that I, you had to do with the people because they weren't like today. Like I noticed today, it's just like pang, 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 pang. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I did it, when I did it, it was like, are you okay? How are you feeling? You know, it was different. It was a lot. Did, um, did anyone prepare you, either another adult performer or that had been in the industry or your agent for how you prep for an anal scene? No, I mean, how, how did somebody, you know? <laughs> how do you, how does someone tell you to prepare? I mean, you just got to make sure you're clean and you're relaxed. It's basically the whole clean, you know, just make yeah. sure you're clean and relaxed. This is this, this, that's the that's the only advice I can give somebody. Yeah, you know, well, I tell people, I mean, I give people step by step of what they mm -hmm. can do to prepare because uh, I don't, you know, who Raquel Devine is? Yeah. Okay, so she was a good friend of mine. I didn't even know she was in the industry when okay. I got in. 
she's a good friend of mine. I was in the industry. I just got in and I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying, I need to find somebody in this industry that can help me. I've got an anal scene. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to prepare. And she looks at me and she goes, you know that like our best friend is Raquel Devine. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. And she's Uh like, are you serious? And then when she told me who it was, I called Raquel and she's like, oh girl, I got you. So yeah, I mean, you got to remember now, um, Back then, it was more of a, uh, I mean, I was in the time when there was no hardcore magazines. And so it was all like, you take your time, you know, you make sure you're, you know, I mean, nowadays when I, because I just, I just shot like in 2018 was my first scene and I went to get tested out in LA and it's like, they, they were like, are you, you know, the girls come in and they got butt plugs. They're like, they're stretching themselves out. It's like, and I'm like, oh my, are you kidding me? If you can't do it naturally, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And that's something that I just recently heard about. So I actually, my first scene that I got casted in, I was thrown, I was anal and interracial first scene. I was like, whoa, all right, here we go. You know, would you work with uh, Danny Ocean? Oh, I don't know who he <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. So that was my first scene, but I was 35 when I got in the industry. So okay. Danny Ocean, but um, I like anal and I had done anal in my personal life. So okay. I was okay with that. But um, I recently, I retired for three years. I got okay. back uh, back in with score and I had an anal scene and they said to me on set, I did the boy girl scene the first day and they said, tomorrow, do you want us to have gummy bears on set for you? And I'm like... I like gummy bears. And they were like, you use gummy bears? And I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. And then I learned that because I'm not eating because of my shoot, that they'll have gummy bears for the performers or the girls to chew on and suck on and stuff like that, I guess. Oh, I don't know. I just ate the gummy bears because they were on set. And then they asked me if I needed time to prepare with the plug. And I was like, I don't do that. So I was learning, you know, even so many years and so many scenes afterwards. Um, It's interesting, you know, the things they've come up with now. Yeah. Yeah. So back to your career, you, you were, we were talking before we started the camera, um, you were working in California. And from what I read, you would come out for like three months and shoot, and then you would go back to New Jersey. Uh, when would you, would you go back to 42nd street? And did you ever see the change where the mayor came in and really changed it from no longer being, you know, adult oriented? Yeah, I went, I went back there to visit. Cause I, now you got to remember, I grew close to the people that worked there. So when they shut it down, because I had gone back to do feature dancing. Okay. I left from Show World to go to California. I had come back to Show World to feature dancer at the Triple Treat Theater. So not only did I come back as a feature, I seen the changes of how it was progressing as it was slowing down. And the last time I was there was right before they had closed it, where they had 30% adult. And I, I think the law was 30%. And then the rest had to be regular. Cause that's um, the way it is here in Florida. What, what year was that in? Do you remember? I'm going to say I lived here. So it's going to be, it's got to be 2003, 2004. Okay. So somewhere five. around there is really where they really started to clean it up. Um, so you hear sometimes people talk about, I think it was called Plato's Retreat, which was like a yes. Spears club. Um, what do you know about that? Did you ever go? What was your experience? I went once for a shoot and it was a, it was a good experience. I go to, I go to a whole bunch of them. I like to go to them because I like to meet people, encounter people. Um, because like I had said before, the reason why I got into this business is because I like to perform and I like to just have sex. So I've gone to that one and some in Jersey and some in Florida. Um, when you say a shoot, so I didn't even know that they did that. So Plato's retreat would actually, um, I run them. I'll be, I'll rewind. I own a swingers club. So I have a swing. Oh, okay. Perfect. I started a swingers club here in California in 2012. So I've got about 18,000 members in my club now. Oh, I'll have to come um, out there when I come out there. I'll come visit. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, but we don't, we don't do porn shoots at the club. So was it something that you got hired for? Like, Hey, we're going to. Yeah, it was something from from uh, East Coast that we did. And it was a company. uh, I believe I don't remember the name of the company. Uh It was they rented the club out. They had. Okay. 
and we shot there. Okay, so you never went there on a night where it was actually open to the public as a swingers club. No, I never. Okay. I was never fortunate to, but I have gone to a lot of them. other ones. So I do know the swingers' life. Right. How many um, films have you done? Something like I've, over 200, right? Yes, I've done over 200. Mm-hmm. 200 films. And uh, you said you retired in 2001? Well, I took a high, I took, I didn't retire. Just I just didn't go back out to California. Um, I had my son in 2002. Okay. And, and then I still did some stuff privately, like through my fan clubs, sold private clips. And then um, I opened up a lingerie store slash here in West Palm Beach. And then um, in 2018, when my son was a little older, as you may know, with your kids, that's when you decide decided to say, hey, I want to get back out into the business. Exactly. Now there was because now you got to understand that when I left the business, there was nothing called a MILF, Cougar, um, any of that stuff that 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 was out that's out there now. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Okay, so I mean, same thing for me. You know, I took a three year break and then came back in. Do you still have your lingerie store, or did you close that? I closed it because I just want to travel. So, but I do do it online still. Oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll have to take a look at that. If you still have it online, we'll put you up on the Hanky Panky podcast page. So Thank people you. can go. Yeah, and definitely. Take a All right, we'll get that information from you. I'm writing it down. See it's if a, I don't forget. It's MickeyLynnStore.com. Oh, well, that was easy. Yes. With an S, Mickey Lynn's with an S, store.com. Store.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you guys take a look at that for sure. We'll look at that. We'll get that up on our website. Yeah, you can. Okay. And then I talked to you about some of these directors that you said you'd heard of them, but you don't remember ever shooting with them. So like Gerald Damiano, I believe that he was involved with, um, uh, it was a really, really well-known movie with, uh, with Linda Lovelace, Deep. Deep Throat. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, so he was, he was okay, the director so he- of that. Okay, so he went under a different name. Yeah, yeah, no, I never got to work with them, but I did get the the gentleman that owns Deep Throat now, I believe, or I think Raymond Pistol in, in Vegas, I think he does a lot of that now because he was a big honcho. Okay. Yeah, so it was Gerald Damiano, Ron Dorfman, Joel Reed, and we mm-hmm. talked about the documentary that's going to be that you're going to, you know, participate in, which okay. is about Joel Reed and how he uh, was an adult porn director in the '70s and uh, ended up being um, a horror director, and then he ended up combining both. I guess. Oh, okay, that, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty neat. That, and, but see, that 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 was a good era in the '70s. In the oh, 80s. it's so different. I know the movies. I just um, I just Edward. I just I told you I just uh, interviewed Eric Edwards. And, okay. You know, and we had I why and he sent me some of the golden era porn like with Nina Hartley and stuff like that that I was watching. And I told you that you guys you said you never worked with each other, but he told me he had a huge crush on you. Oh, how cute. <laughs> I see him all the time on uh Patrick Zoom. Yes. Their, their little meetings. He's such a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart. I asked him to be my Valentine for Valentine's Day and then I te- I emailed him on Valentine's Day. I said happy Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> he's so cute. He's an absolute and- and I'm getting doll. to, and it's it's nice because Patrick's doing those uh, things, and I get to meet all the '70s, um, all the '70s the actors, performers, like, the directors, yeah, mm-hmm. and I it's for- nice. Isn't it for me as well? And you learn a lot. You learn a lot from sitting back and listening, you know, to their experiences and how porn used to be. You know, I I watched some of his movies, um, Chambermaids, I think was one, and um, Mirage is another movie he directed and starred in among 400 others. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, So I have another question for you. Oh, yeah, I remember. You are going to be starting your own production company. So tell Mm -hmm. everybody about that, what kind of performers you're looking for, because a lot of my listeners are performers. Okay, what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to bring back the old style of porn where I do feature films and box covers and stuff like that so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna have like a swingers section i'm gonna have boy girl 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 i'm not gonna have any of this double anal triple no i don't want that i just want for couples see i'm a person uh, for couples and women and men i i cater to everybody 
I love it. I love it. So you're going to you're going to bring back the classy side of porn where it's actually sensual and sexy. Like I was watching some of his stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Right now, it's just I don't know how to explain it. There's nothing wrong with it because everybody has their own level of it. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? But I, to me, in my personal life, I don't see that's normal that I would be doing it. Yeah, know? no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I mean, it's gone so much into just, uh, sorry to say this, just trashy. It's just, you know, how many people can you throw in a room and stick in her ass and one in her throat? And, you know, it's just like, whoa, what happened to like sexy see, and sensual and lovemaking? See, and, and when I got into the business, that's one of the things that I always promised is I wouldn't do something that I regret. And to me, that is why the the mainstream media comes after us, because we degrade women Uh in so many aspects of the way. Now, I'm not saying that a little hitting and spanking and pulling your hair. That's not what I'm meaning. I'm going to smack him in the face and, you know. Stuff like that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, so like like for me getting back in, there's one called, you know, facial abuse and stuff. And, you know, that's what they want to do. But it's just for me, again, I make sure that if I make a decision, I'm not going to do something that I later on regret and go, ooh, I shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah, not that's that- like, that's like back in the day, they had the Houston 500. Okay. I don't know if you know who I that don't, was. Houston. I- Houston was a friend of mine and she was, she, we were, she was one of the girls from the 90s and she did 500 guys. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was called the Houston 500. Now she can do that. So, okay, do that. Yeah. But I see a lot of these girls doing things that they don't want to do that they just do. Yeah. So that's what I want to reiterate to my listeners. You know, if you're comfortable with it and you want to do it, by all means do it. You know, if you want to do the gangbang or whatever it is that you want to do, or you like the deep throating or you like the throwing up, there's, you know, there's stuff like that, but it's just, it's not my thing, but I want to always reiterate, and I'm sure Mickey, you can tell them this too. Don't do something that your tummy and your gut is telling you. Exactly. I don't, I don't really want to do this, but I need the money. You guys, you know what? Another opportunity will come along. Don't do it. And, and you as a swinger um, owner of the establishment, which yes. I see all the time is you do have people that do enjoy that. They go to the clubs and they have one girl there. That'll be doing all these guys, 10 guys at one shot. Yep. But she's not being in a situation where she feels that she's getting paid and whether she's hurting or not, she's got to do it. So if you really enjoy it, you want to do it. That's one thing. Exactly. If you're doing it just to make your your fast buck or your income, don't do it. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I always tell people. What advice would you give uh, my listeners now, new girls and new men coming into the industry? Do you think agents are still necessary? Do you think that now that we have access to social media and internet self-booking, what would you suggest? That's a a hard one. It's a hard one. It's a tough question because social media could be a hit and miss thing. Um, And agents can be a hit and miss thing. Um, But here's the thing is if somebody is going to be looking out for your best interest, Mm -hmm. they are not going to try to give you a casting call or try to sleep with you. That's the number one. Um, And they're going to look out your best interest. They're not going to tell you what you have to do so there are some booking agents out there that are good that could help you get certain jobs that you wouldn't have been able to get on social media because not everybody is on social media. correct correct and i know that there's some agencies that will only book agency girls you know, so yeah. there are some production companies, sorry, that will only use agency girls. But um, I always tell, you know, my listeners, if you do sign with an agency, a licensed agency, run your background checks, run their phone numbers, right? Speak with other performers that are listed with them, get mm-hmm. references. Um, what other advice would we give them? Um, oh, but what's your suggestion on this? If someone signs with an agency, can they put in their contract that they're still able to self-book if they find their own work on their own um see but you know that's that that's another iffy subject because here's the thing i was with jim south for 30 years yes okay and i was a gym girl no doubt about it um and i always knew that if i was honest with him and he because i was on the east coast he was on the west coast so i shot 
on the East Coast and didn't go through him. So yes, I was allowed to self book. Okay? okay. But I always went back to Jim and said, Hey, Jim, I need your advice. Um, I don't feel comfortable with this person. What do you think I should do? Right? Okay. And always find that good agent that could say, okay, you're on the East Coast. All right. Well, whatever you, as long as I don't get you the gig, you do it. But that's not the case no more. They just want you to be exclusively with them. Right, right. Not like back then when I got with Jim, um, you know, till the end, he he always told me you're with me. But if you want to go with somebody else, I'll always be here for you. So that that's that's interesting because I had actually thought the opposite. I thought that, you know, when someone signed with an agency in the 90s and 2000, that they were exclusive to that agency. Whereas like now, um, like I was with LAX models. So if LAX got me the gig, then, of course, you know, they they organized everything, airfare, et cetera, et cetera. But if someone came to me on sexy jobs and offered me a job, if I went to LAX and I said, hey, you guys, I was offered this job. I've done my best backgrounds i was allowed to do it but see here's the thing is here's the thing nine out of ten jobs probably have a sexy jobs is a private collector absolutely and be careful don't walk into somebody's hotel room exactly no backgrounds on them so you know that's the thing i didn't have sexy jobs when i was working right right i only had my agent there were a couple of agents there was jim south um reb and somebody else. And they were, I mean, they were all at each other's, at each other's throat. Now, the only thing that's good about an agent is if somebody tries to bounce a check or they try to hold your money or you don't want to do something, you say to your agent, look, I, to- I don't want to do this. Or they can tell the, the company Correct. Mickey Lynn doesn't want to do this. Right. Correct. So you're, for your production company that you're going to do, um, how would somebody apply to shoot with you? Will they go once you have it up and running? I know. Uh, will they go to your website and will it say contact us if you're interested in performing? Yes. Yes. They will be able to go directly to me. Um, okay. And then I will have uh, information about testing and all that other good stuff. Um, I want to look for fresh faces and people who are looking to get into the business and guide them the right way. I don't want somebody to not know what they're doing. Excellent. I love it. I love it. And what's the name of that? What's that going to be the production company? It's going to be Mickey Lynn's Productions. Mickey Lynn's. And spell it for them for me, please. M-I-C-K-Y-L-Y-N-N-S Productions. O D U C T. Friend with an S, right? Productions.com. Yes. And then we have the Mickey Lynn's store.com, yes. which is lingerie. Correct. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Give me one time that you walked on set. I want, I want, there's two stories I want. I'm going to give you a chance to think about them. I want when you walked on set and somebody, you were just shocked. You were like, oh my God, this is not what I was expecting. One of those. And then one of your funniest times on set, like, where you're shooting and just something hysterical happened. Okay. So um, this is probably not going to come out right, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's something that I, um, I walked on a set one time and they were kind of like bl- trying to blindsight me and I just wasn't having it. It was a shoot with a minute, a little, a little person. Okay. And I just, just couldn't do the scene. Because I just didn't know how to react to it. Did anybody tell you that you were shooting with a little person prior to arrival? No. Oh, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Okay. And I kind of got there. And I guess they were going to ask me when I got there. I mean, I was working with somebody else. um, But I said, look, you know, nothing against the little person. But that's just not my thing. You know, I want to just do regular scenes. I don't want to do anything that has to integrate anything like you know like a fetish to that right especially especially when you need to get paid more because you got to remember you're not doing nothing for nothing exactly now tell me what happened when you said thank you but no thank you and left were there any i never i didn't no i didn't leave i didn't leave the set i stood on the set but no i mean i've never had any problems never remember we gotta remember all the video companies that i work for they're gone i know so um they weren't like now. I mean, I don't know if I walked onto a set right now. I mean, I've just sat with 
uh, scores and all over 30. Those are the two main people that I shot with. And they're both amazing companies. I just shot with score and I'm shooting with score again uh, next month. Yeah. So, um, so you, yeah. So, I mean, the companies that I did, they were understandable. They, they said, okay, McKeelan, you don't want to do it. You don't have to do it. Good. Good. No hard feelings. And then I did a Howard Stern show. I did, um, for the Howard Stern show, I did uh, Kenneth Keith Kallenbach. Okay. He was the guy that's blew smoke through his eyes. Now, I went in there not knowing what I was doing, but he was fine. He was okay. He was, you know, it wasn't like I was being part of a, uh, I just felt like they would take advantage of the person that they, the little person. So I, didn't feel, I didn't feel like I wanted to be a part of that. Doesn't that feel good, though? Because now you've had that 30 year career and you can look back and say, I am proud of everything that I have done. And you're happy oh. to come back in. I love that. Exactly. I have. I, I mean, I, I never had any bad experience. So when I look at some of these girls and I watch them and they complain, yeah, but they didn't have the experience I had because they didn't have my guiding. Yeah. And the guidance. Exactly. All right. Funniest story where you walk on a set, you're in the middle of a scene and something just not supposed to happen. I'll give you mine very quickly. It's a glory hole scene. Okay. Okay. There's a wall. There's a camera above. Okay. And the photographer said every once in a while, I want you to look up at the camera. And I look up and the damn thing came flying down at me. It was not, I like literally like caught it in my hands and I was like, okay. And put it down. But what if I didn't catch it? It was huge. It's huge. Wow, wow. Okay, so you're funniest. <laughs> um, I used to work a lot with Peter North. Oh, okay. And his thing was his his thing was is how far he can shoot when he came. Okay. And I remember riding him, cowgirl, and uh and I remember getting up and jerking him off and saying, Okay, now as I'm putting my hand, the cameraman is over me and I'm going up the side of his leg and i'm like now he's yelling at me he's like smacking me the cameraman and i'm there and i'm there it was funny because i was being a clown and then telling peter north to see if he can reach my chin while i was okay (laughs) so (laughs) so it was it was yeah it was funny why is the cameraman smacking you? Because he knows he's going to get he, hit. He, 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 he knew that I was messing around with him to just distract him. I was distracting him. So, I mean, oh that's the, that's, what we, that's what we used to do on our sets. I mean, I, I don't know what they do now, but that's what we used to do. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the reason I interview people is me personally, I've never had a bad experience. Thank God. Thank God. I've never had a bad experience. I've never walked in somewhere and felt unsafe, but I'm also a smart girl and I do my due diligence and I run my phone numbers and I run my background checks and I get my references, you know? So it's so nice to hear uh, from you that you've also been well and also joking around you know and having a good time on set I think it's also um who you're shooting with and like your age you know like I'm older now so you know I'm I'm more professional on set than maybe somebody that's 18 or 19 and is brand new still so they're very serious you know where we can joke around but I think it's just the atmosphere because I was 18 years old and I I still do it it's just that it's just my personality Uh I mean I'm just easy going. So it's kind of like I try to make a sometimes a weird predicament into a comfortable predicament by just, you know, just being open and honest. And I love saying, it. I this love is, it. This is me. And uh, but I mean, I don't I I mean, I just don't know what the times have come. But I mean, I just I've worked with wonderful people. Um, and it's a shame to see that all these years already 30 years that it's gone by. And it's like, it's, I just can't believe like, whoa, you know, it just flew by. I know, I know, but you're getting back into it. So did I miss anything? Any other questions? I can't remember. I think you answered everything for me. Well, you had asked me, um, what would I give advice to somebody who's coming into this? No, business? yes, please. And, um, you know, <sighs> Being now in the business again, coming out as an older person, seeing the younger girls, like when I first got into the business, Nina Hartley was my age when I got into the business and she always used to talk to me. And 
I just see now what's going on with all the modeling agency agencies, um, trafficking the girls and, um, you know, making them do things, social media, um, a lot of the girls being bullied on social media and, you know, it's just, it, it needs to stop in a way that if they were to remove all of social media, it would go back to the way it was in the nineties where you got out to see people, you got out to talk to people. Now it's, if I text you, I could tell you whatever I want. Exactly. The camera. So if I don't like your picture and I don't like you, I can start trolling you and putting, oh, you're a fat pig or, oh, you're a dirty this or you're a dirty that or you're a dirty this. And a lot right. of can't handle it. It's not because of their age. Um, I believe it's just because they can't handle it. And if you can't Absolutely. do it sober and you can't handle the criticism, you don't get into the business. Correct. And for those of you guys that are listening, I just had a meeting this morning with a nonprofit organization. She's in Spain. It's Pineapple Support. And we just put Pineapple Support up on the Hanky Panky podcast page. Pineapple Support has over 130, I think she said, psychologists, sex therapists, um, all over counselors, you know, that are all over the United States and, and Europe. And so if you guys are in the industry and something is bothering you, that's a drug addiction, uh, somebody treated you the wrong way, uh, you're being forced into this these are people that you can reach out to anonymously and no charge or five dollars whatever you want to donate to them and they're here for our industry and it's amazing that we've got groups like that and the free speech coalition to back us up because did you have that when you were when when you were in west no we didn't we never had that we never had we never had i mean we never had that we didn't have people who um taught us that but see here's the thing and and people don't realize is you don't let anybody defy your space right okay and you are your own person your own boss your body is your tool it is your business and i've gone on set where i said i'm not gonna do that and they said we'll find another girl and i said we'll go ahead find another girl well now if you have a girl that needs money and she doesn't know what else to do then yes. she needs to she needs to um do she needs to shut her fat mouth up and but then mm-hmm. a lot of the girls are doing it and then set crying wolf later you know you gotta stop it yes the minute it happens don't don't wait 20 years don't wait 10 years Thank don't wait you four months don't even wait 24 hours if you thank feel you, you Mickey. violated you need to go and get it taken care of thank you did you guys hear that don't do something you don't want to do and if you get stuck in a situation walk out in your mouth walk out and that's the same with the swinger lifestyle community that i talk about if you're a couple and you go into a room and you decided to consent to something and 10 seconds later you decide to not consent get up explain why you're leaving apologize and go don't ever do anything that you're not comfortable doing absolutely i mean i've done that i've gotten upset i'm going to the bathroom and never return (laughs) i've done that on a i've done that on a date (laughs) you know and it's it's and that is the problem with this business right now i'm you know it's really sad to see that anybody can shoot i mean i have people contacting me on sexy jobs and it's like and it's like dude no yeah, nope, same it's thing. It's gonna happen. And it's and the social media is really getting the girls. Yeah, it really you is. Know? So you guys just, you know, that's why there's pineapple support. That's why there's free speech coalition. That's why there's um even the um I think it's the AVN website actually has like a list of legit producers and agents to look at and go to and then there's people like us you know that's why i'm here you guys can email me and ask for help that's why i'm here that's why i'm doing what i'm doing so and 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 for the ladies now you got to remember i went to an av x i think it was xrco awards uh 2019 okay and you have to remember that in 1990s there were more girls in the business than they were guys. Okay. And I think once Viagra hit the scene, there were more guys because now you can take your Viagra and you get a boner and you can get in front of the camera. 
Now what I noticed is, is the girl to guy ratio are just about even. Okay. So now you have like, when I go out there, they'll be like, Mickey Lim, who will you not work with? And I simply say to them, I don't know, because I don't know who there's so many people in the business um, that I don't know. But if you put me in a situation where the person that I, that I, you need to tell me who it is, how old they are, and yep. what their experience is. And if I don't want to, it's not because I'm trying to be prudish or, 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 you know, difficult is I don't want to be put into a situation where I don't have chemistry or I don't like the person. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big thing too. Like when I got, when I came back on score, same thing, they told me who researched who they were. And I had the opportunity on set to actually get to know my, you know, the male talent and make sure that we established that chemistry in front of the camera. Oh, I love it. I mean, and and for the women that are out there, if you have that spunk and that's what you love to do, don't knock it into it because of all the other stuff that's out there. I've been in this business for 30 years and I don't see myself doing any other business. I mean, I went from show world to porn to magazines to featured dancing. I mean, I've done it all and you cannot say this business is not good it's just who runs it and how you take care of yourself it's just how people run it and if you you know if you had companies like vca vivid uh wicked pictures um you know you had those companies that looked out for the girls i mean anybody can get a camera and start shooting that's a gwc right mama (laughs) hey (laughs) <laughs> Mickey, is there any last, uh, let's see, how? To, let's just go over again how my guests and my listeners can uh, find you. So we've got MickeyLynnProductions.com. That is when you get going on shooting. We've got yes. Mickey Lynn's store and you have an OnlyFans. Let's talk about your OnlyFans so they know how they can find that. Oh, well, I love OnlyFans. I mean, <laughs> I'm on there. Um, they can go to OnlyFans.com uh, forward slash Mickey Lynn. Um, just so they don't get confused. It's M-I-C-K-Y-L-Y-N-N. Okay, um, and it's, I mean, it, I love it. I mean, you could do camming on there. You can sell photos. You can do videos. And it's just one big thing inside of a, you know, me, Christy Canyon, Ginger Lynn. We all do it. Awesome. I love, I, I interviewed with Christy Canyon on Vivid when I first got into the industry. Love her. She's a dog. And what year did you get into the business? Oh, 2016, 2015, 16. Okay. So I what went made in, you get in. What made you get into the business? Oh, it's a whole story. It's in my book. But wow. <laughs> it all started when my husband at the time told me that women sell their underwear online while I was sitting in the bathtub one day. Little oh. did he know, the next day when he went to work, I built a website, went to Ross, bought panties, took photographs, got on Craigslist and said, I might use panties. He came home. I showed him. He said, I was joking. I go, really? I made $400 today. And he goes, keep going. And it left <laughs> from that to webcams to custom videos and so See? on so. so but 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 and 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 oh i got so mad i was watching the news one day and they had this thing on one of the news shows how they were bashing like um it's my girl and only fans uh-huh. calling it prostitution uh-huh. and i'm thinking you stupid mother effers i said <laughs> no, no i wrote them back i says no they finally found a platform where a young lady, whether she's 18 to 99, mm-hmm. okay, could go on there, control their own content, make their own money, and do it on their own time and be safe about it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Amen. That is mm-hmm. that is what you got to look forward is safety, 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 safety. Yeah, that was so, And that's what I'm going to, because I'm going to be doing a 30-year tour now. I'm going to go out in the summer. I'm going to Exotica. Um, I'll see you there. I'll be going to all the exoticas and then I'm going in Florida. Maybe, I don't know if you can make it. You probably couldn't. It's the fantasy fest down in Fort and Key West. I'm going to go do that. So that's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a, like a, you have, you could stay with us if you want at my house. That'll be a blast. And um, it's kind of cool because they have like, it's like a swingers type of. Yeah, I've heard about it. When is it? 
it's October, it's October 22nd to the 31st, but I'm only going down for that weekend because I got to be in Jersey for the show. I was going to say, because my birthday is October 24th, so I was talking nice. to Dan. So Dan, so I'll be the, the show in Jersey. Well, okay. then we'll go to the show together and then we'll go to fantasy together. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That'll you be know, fun. I mean, and if you ever want to shoot content, um, you know, I mean, absolutely. I'm going to be in Miami next month, but you're not in Miami. You're farther I'm, away. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll make a trip down. You come in next month. I'm coming to Miami. Yeah. March, um, March 20th. I'm sc- shooting with score again. Oh, okay. So, nice. Yeah. Hey. I'm, I'm in West Palm. I'm not that far from there. Okay, cool. Mickey, what an absolute pleasure having you on the show and oh, thank you. a pleasure meeting you. It's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to learn from you and have my listeners learn as well. So yes. we will definitely put everything up. We'll let you know when we'll add all your social media and any last words before we say goodbye to the listeners? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I just want everybody to know that it has been an honor to be on the hanky panky show. I've never thank heard you. of you. Um, and I really look forward to working with you and meeting everybody that's on the broadcast. Um, you know, feel free to send me a message. Um, I don't charge to chat. Um, if you see me, I don't charge for selfies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm very old school. Um, and if you're, if you want me to appear in a neighborhood near you, just send me an email or send me a chat and I'll see if I can get there. Cause I'm going to be doing a bookstore video store tour this week, this summer. That'll be awesome. I'm definitely going to bring you into one of our swinger events just to come and hang out and have a good time. You'll love it. Definitely. <laughs> I would love to definitely come up there. Cause we love, I love doing that. Excellent. Thank you so much, my darling. And again, thank you to my listeners for listening. If you enjoyed the show today, please rate us, please throw in a comment any questions you have, you know, you can reach out to us on the Hanky Panky podcast website page is a contact me. I think it's at the bottom now because we have so many sponsors that have jumped on board, which is awesome. And again, Skyhawk After Dark Radio, I love you. Thank you for keeping us on your air and Full Swap Radio. Thank you so much. Till next time. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archives section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself.